Welcome to F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. It's a podcast where I'm here to call shit out, question things, and share my experiences. I also want to highlight different ways you can run your business without spending a fortune, having to make things perfect, or doing what everyone else is doing. I'm just here to start conversations, not to give you all the answers. So if you're cool with that, let's hang. When I asked the awesome people on my email list about ideas for this podcast, the idea of not listening to the quote unquote gurus came up over and over again. People said things like, oh, not using their exact systems or not posting how often and when they say to and just kind of the overall vibe of like stop paying attention to what they say. So they, right, this idea that quote they, the proverbial they, know better than you when it comes to running your business. So I googled the definition of a guru and Oxford Languages on Google said it's a noun. This just in, it's a noun, just kidding. That in Hinduism and Buddhism, it is a spiritual teacher, especially one who imparts initiation or enlightenment. And there is like, I guess, each of the 10 first leaders in the Sikh religion. And then the last one is sort of the one that we're talking about here in online business when we say guru, which would be an influential teacher or popular expert. So a couple things. Number one, can we just stop calling them gurus because it's not respectful to the cultures where it originated? And, you know, I think that would basically fall under cultural appropriation if we're just using it to describe a celebrity entrepreneur. So there is this article that I stumbled upon. Look at me doing research from the Kojo Institute on equitable vocabulary and five phrases to quit. So they mentioned that, which I agree with. And they also offered up some words we can use instead, such as expert, tutor, master, leader, authority, guide, teacher, advisor, and coach. So that's a lot of other ones to use. But I want to get back to that first definition. So I just thought it was really funny that it said an influential teacher or popular expert, because nowhere does it say that the influential teacher or popular expert knows what they're talking about. I mean, I guess expert sort of implies it, but it just was cracking me up because I was like, oh, just just like a popular person or an influencer. I mean, it does sort of say it in other definitions, but I'm clinging to this one just because I thought it was funny. And it is kind of true, right? They're just popular. Who knows if they're really an expert? How many of their students have had success? We don't even know the bottom line in their bank account. So why? It's just because they're popular. They're like the Kelly Kapowski of online business, and we just think they have it all. So we're following them. Anyways, do you even know how their business works? Maybe they have a million assistants doing the work. Do you even know if they have assistants? Are they paying them fairly? Did they buy their followers? We don't know anything. We just know that they're popular and kind of like this whole group of people is looking to this person as an expert, but there's not really proof that they're experts. I mean, I guess you, I mean, I I guess I believe that they are making a lot of money I think, but I always go back to Shark Tank when there's someone on Shark Tank who says something like, we sold $4 million last year and all the sharks get excited and then they're not profitable. So I don't know. I still, whatever. It's all speculation. We're just trusting these people 
and we're giving them our money. And then more importantly, we're giving up our ability to make our own decisions. We're giving them the power to tell us what to do, how to do it, you know, what to think, where to, you know, like spend our money or whatever. And I think it's honestly worse for our businesses to give up that ability to make our own decisions than it is to give up our money sometimes. Because, like, I just think about how much I wasted so much money and time listening to these so-called teachers, which, let's just backpedal for a second, the words that we could use instead of guru were things like expert, tutor, master, leader, teacher. You know how I'm mad because I gave some people some money they don't even know my name. I wouldn't call that a teacher, but, you know, I couldn't even get a comment in a crowded Facebook group from these teachers. Like, I'd be fired if I didn't know my students' names back when I was a teacher, just saying. It's the teachers that I've had that know my name that I care about, and they care about me, and I actually consider them guides, advisors, teachers, coaches. I think when people use the word guru, they're not talking about, like, it's, I mean, is it a compliment? I feel like at this point, it has sort of devolved into a bad thing to be called that if you are in business, right? I mean, we're not going to, I'm not going to use it anymore because it's cultural appropriation, but I'm just saying even if I were, I feel like at this point, it's almost like a jab at people who are up on this pedestal, quote unquote, teaching, not even knowing their students. And it's just not, it's not a good look. So, I mean, for me, my biggest teachers and guides and stuff like that in my business have been people that some of them I haven't even given money to, or maybe I've given them less money than some of the big celebrity entrepreneurs out there. And for me, it's the friend that I boxer after I put my kids to bed because I just had a new idea and I'm super excited about it. Or I'm boxering like over my morning coffee because I did Wordable and I did a good job. Or maybe that's just like a friend. I don't know. But maybe it's like a group coaching call or networking group that you're in. And, you know, it's like those ones where it's like seven other people or something and they're like on the screen and they actually hear you. You get to unmute and talk about what you're struggling with. And then other people unmute and they offer up solutions. That is community. Like that is where I feel like the magic happens. Like it's not just one person who's recorded a few videos and made some PDFs of their quote unquote exact system and that you'll never meet and that who will never know your name or your business. But it's this idea of sort of a collective experience of community is where I feel like the real teaching happens, right? Like, I mean, in the teacher world, it's like collaborative education, right? Like that's why we do group projects with people and the class shares and has discussions because it's not just the teacher. You've heard teachers say before, oh, I'm a teacher, but I learned so much from my students. There's not just one person who knows it all when it comes to teaching. People talk a lot about imposter syndrome. And I think if we could all just really embrace that what we have within us our stories, our paths, our lenses, our experiences. We're experts of all that stuff. And I think if you get into communities or you work with people who really embrace the collective brain, like 
two heads are better than one, you know, three heads are better than two, whatever. That's when the real magic happens. So I think we need to stop with the gurus because the phrase is not, is problematic. And just because it's not one person who knows how to help us grow our business. And also, we know how to grow our business. So I'm going to tell a quick story. You're right with me. It's going to be quick. You're right. I've been reminiscing recently about a kid's photography business I had back when I first had my daughter. And it was like super fun. And I would let kids like be themselves and be wild and crazy. It's called wild design photography. But I took all these courses. I just discovered a thing called Creative Live because this was a while ago. And I took all these courses about how to create a profitable and sustainable photo business. And I guess it was like my first intro sort of into this idea of courses and online business and stuff. And all the teachers were talking about selling prints and frames and making everything like super luxurious and expensive and custom. And because I'm a good student, and because I had a family to support, I was like, okay, this is what we have to do. This is what we have to do. So I followed the instructions and I would feel bad if I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So it was weird because I was coming again from this like punk rock background and then just trying to be this thing that I wasn't because that's what people who I thought were successful. I'm not saying they aren't. They, they probably are. Although sometimes I'm like, if you're so successful at your photography business, like, why are you selling all these courses? I don't know. Part of me is like, why aren't you really busy with your photography business if you're making that much money? Just saying. But that's after. After I left the, the scene. But, I, you know, it just, it wasn't me. And I eventually closed the business and I went back to teaching so that we could add a second kid to the family. So I had to, like, be responsible and give up. And... Now that I am where I am, I'm wondering if I had just made my own rules and done my own thing, could I have made it work for me? Like, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Gross. <laughs> but there's definitely more than one way to build a profitable business. Maybe I would have been too cheap when I started out and maybe I would have burnt out. But I'm a smart lady. I like to think that I could have seen that coming. Maybe I could have stair-stepped my prices like I've talked about before. But I didn't just need to do what I was told, and neither do you, because ultimately it wasn't for me. It felt weird. I didn't love it. And I was, like, mad that it wasn't working because I paid money to learn how to do it. And it just wasn't the way that I should have been doing it because <laughs> it wasn't me. So I think also back then, if I had had a community of other photographers maybe to get support and ideas and encouragement from, maybe I'd still be doing it because it was just me on an island watching these courses and feeling like, okay, that's what I have to do. But I don't know. I think about that sometimes. But the idea is that you are your own teacher. That is what is, I think, a must in your business. You can totally learn skills. I'm a teacher. I love learning new things. You can get feedback. You can have a coach. But you should ultimately listen to you you know what's best for you. And I also think that if we sort of embrace this idea of community, it's easier to remember that we're also important. The idea that everyone in the community is smart and valuable and not that like we're all down here and then there's just like one teacher up here who has the perfect exact system and we all want to be just like them. I think it's easy to lose yourself in that dynamic because 
you're supposed to just do what you're told. But when you are just as valuable as the person next to you, and honestly, even the person teaching, I think everybody wins. I just think we need to stop with this whole guru thing for a few reasons and just really embrace our own amazingness and the amazingness of the person next to us. Like, I think if we team up with the people around us, like, we're way stronger than any one person. Who is trying to sell us a $2,000 course? Just saying. So clearly this episode is all about community. And maybe if you're already following me, you know that I have a community. But I've been working really hard to switch up the community and change the way it's working because I want to embrace all the things I just talked about. Like, I do not want to be the head bitch in charge. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm trying to take out that word out of my vocabulary. And now I'm like, oh, I almost said it after a whole episode about why we shouldn't say it. I don't want to be that word that we just talked about. So I really want to build a community that is community driven. And who knows, maybe it's because I've already spent over a decade teaching and being the person in the front of the class. And I want to just build a community that is centered around everyone sharing their magical wisdom. So the new community is going to be called F That, a scrappy business community. It is going to still have co-working and it still is going to have a monthly like hot seat sort of mastermind group think thing happening. I don't want it to be a Q&A where you come and ask me questions. I mean, I have a lot to say about things, so I'm sure I'll be answering, but I want everyone to answer because I just love that collective brain. Is that a weird thing to say? So, and I just burped. Anyways, that is what's happening, but I do love sharing what works for me in my business, and I love talking about the scrappy little things that I do. So I will be releasing a short workshop. I'm keeping them very small, very focused on just one thing like instead of building this whole huge course it's like do you want to know how I find cool stock photos here's a little workshop on that do you want to know how I chose my brand colors here's a little workshop on that it's not like a whole signature course it's just fun little workshops each month and hanging out together and just having that community of like We're all here. We're all trying to make our businesses work. And we're all trying to do it in ways that work for us. So anyways, I just wanted to bring up that I am going to be launching that again. I said again like I've done it before. I'll be launching that officially in June. But also it's already available on my website at DeannaSeymour.com. And if you click on shop, you will see it. It's there along with all the workshops and you just get access to all the workshops I make when you join the membership for a full year. Oh, and this is super fun. All the members get to also record workshops if they want to that are housed in the members area. So I just really want to embrace this idea of everyone adding value to the group. And I'm super excited about it. I feel weird like this is some big ad at the end of this episode about community, but it's just something I've really been thinking a lot about lately. And I just think it's a really fun place to be. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm talking about it so you know it exists. So anyways, okay. Love it. Love you. Love the community. See you next time. 
Don't forget, if you're listening and you have something to say about something I said, I'm pretty much begging you to send me a voice memo on Instagram and tell me what you're thinking. Agree? Disagree? Want to share a personal story of yours? The whole point of this podcast is to start a conversation, and I can't do that without you. So hit me up on Instagram at the Deanna Seymour. See you there. And thanks for listening. Love you, bye.